Recording in progress. Okay, Tov, today's daf is daf mem gimel ing subas. We learned for a fourth line for Yosef Azriel ben Chaim Michal and Eliezer ben Ruma. From the sixth line on the page on daf mem gimel meral, where we left off yesterday. Bormine Ravavina Merashashis. He asked this question of Rav Sheshis. It's important to remember it's Rav Sheshis because he gives the answer. We're going to see later on that a man is technically not obligated to feed his children once they've attained the age of some maturity, six years old. You only have to, to, to feed your children until the age of six. Afterwards, you can tell them, go beg, go uh, open up a lemonade stand or whatever. However, there's a ksuba, and the ksuba says that, among other things, that if he dies, that um, not only will the wife uh, be entitled to eat from his assets, from eat from the estate until she gets remarried, but also the daughters, until they get married, will also be entitled to eat from the estate, meaning from the, from the estate, the sons who will inherit, inherit the father, uh, she'd be entitled to eat from there. What about, so let's say she's eating from the brothers, meaning from the estate, what happens about her paycheck? Who gets her paycheck? Do you say, do you say that the sons look took the place of the father? Just like here, where a girl, we're talking until the age of 12 and a half. We're not talking about when she's a Bulgaris. But until the age of 12 and a half, her father gets her paycheck. Because he's entitled to everything. He can marry her off. He breaks her in a dorm. He's entitled to her paycheck. So here also, the sons took the place of the father. Effectively, the estate took the place of the father. And the sons uh, took that place. So just like she's entitled to eat from the estate, from her, from her brothers or her father's sons, she's also required to give them their paycheck. Just like she would give her father the paycheck, she has to give her paycheck to, her, to, the, to, her, to the brothers, meaning her father's sons. Odoma, lo dami love, not compared to the possum, the David it's different over there. There, in return for eating from him, in other words, he's, he's feeding them. When, his father, when the father's alive, he's feeding them. As we said, he's not required to feed them past the age of six. But if he does feed them past the age of six, she, he's the one feeding them. So in turn, in return for feeding them, he's entitled to her paycheck. But over here, they're not eat, she's not eating from the son's assets, the sons who go out and work and whatever they do. She's not eating from them. They're not entitled to, they could be married and they, their wives could uh, be taking all the money and spending it at Saks Fifth Avenue. I mean, you know, we, we don't have any, uh, they're, they're not, the sons are not required to feed their sister from their own assets. What are they feeding her from? From the estate of the father. There it's different. So in the case of the father, the father is feeding him from his money. So in return, he gets, the, she, gets she has to give them, the children, these daughters have to give them their paycheck. But over here, the sons aren't feeding them from their own money. They're feeding them from the estate. From the, that's effectively from the ksuba. The ksuba says that you know you have to feed them from the estate as long as they're not remarried, as long as they're not married. Here they're, not, they're eating only because of the tanai of the ksuba. The ksuba says that you please feed them. You have to feed them from the estate until they get married. So that was the question that he posed to Rav Sheshis. Now we're not discussing when she's not. Let's say she says, you know, I, don't want your, I don't want your money, I don't want your, I'll go off on my own, I'll have my own apartment, I don't want to get any, I don't need your, your sustenance, I don't need you, you to support me. Then of course she would keep her paycheck, right? That's what we're going to see later on. But over here we're talking about where she's eating from the estate, from the brothers. So is, does she have to give them the paycheck or not? So if Shesha's answered, <coughs> Amalei, so if Shesha's answered Ravina, 
Tanisu, we learn in the Brisa. <coughs> we have this later on. Almana's on Smechazim. What about Almana? Right? The husband died. She also eats from the, from the estate. You might see a dash. And <coughs> until she collects her ksuba, she's a ksuba also. But let's say she doesn't collect the ksuba. She doesn't want the ksuba yet. She wants to stay at home and, and be sustained. So Almana's on Smechazim. In return for that, she gives them she gives them their uh, the, uh, the her paycheck, right? The, the, in, in return for um, <coughs> just moving on. Yeah. In, in return for um, uh, for for being sustained, she gives them her paycheck. So what do you see when you're sustained from the estate, from the from the from the father's estate, from the brothers now who are who are uh, who have the estate? Um, just like she sustained, she has to, the Almona has to give her paycheck to the kids. Uh, so the Chor the same thing over here. That's what Rav says. Pardon? It's different. Yeah, because? Because she's not taking the money for, for her Kasuba. Right. She has a choice. Right. Okay, so fine. she's going to stay. She has okay, to fine. Pay. Okay, but still. So, so it's different. Okay. So it's the same, so she's, it's the same case as you. But doesn't say, doesn't say she has to give her, she has not to give her paycheck. Fine. She says, as long as I'm not collecting the Kasuba, I'm entitled to food. But why do I have to give you my paycheck? I'm entitled to the food because of the ksuba. So take your ksuba and go. No, I don't want the ksuba and go. I want to stay in the house and eat. But I don't have to give you my paycheck. That's over and above that. What happens if I don't want to work? Is there any obligation for me to work? No obligation for her to work. Still, if she works, she has to give the money to the yisomim, to, to, the, to, the, to, her, to the father's sons. Here's the difference. The difference is, is that in other words, if Shesha says, just like the Almana has to give her paycheck to the boys, the same way the, the daughters have to give their paycheck to the boys if they're eating in the, in the boys' house in the, of the estate. The Gemara says, how can you compare the two? Midami, uh, has Almana, he doesn't want her to, uh, you know, that was his intention with the Ksuba. I don't want you to just go out and make a lot of money, or you both like, maybe this is your point, I don't want you to, uh, to both eat from my estate, which you're entitled to if you don't collect the ksuba, and also make money on top of that. If you're not working, fine. <coughs> he doesn't want her to make a lot of money. But a man wants his daughter to be successful. His, his wife, he's not concerned about it. She's going to be successful and make a lot of money after he dies. But his daughter, he wants to be successful. So you're saying that your daughter, you'd rather her be be make more money than the almana. You're more concerned with her making having a career, making money than the almana. Let's say the father left over almost no estate. It wasn't enough even to, to maintain the family for a year. So what do you do over there? So the halach is There's very few assets. Ma just like girls with the boys. What you do over there is if there's not a lot of money. The daughters are entitled, based on the so the daughters are entitled to get sustenance. They're, they're, they have to get support. And the boys should go begging. They've got to go out and make their own money. Whatever money's there goes to the girls. Pardon? The same thing on Almana compared to the daughter. Almana Nazonis. If there's a lot, not a lot of money and there's an Almana and a daughter, and there's not enough for both of them, so the, daughter, the, the Almana gets supported. And the girl will go ask. In other words, it's more embarrassing for, a, for an Almana to go ask, ask for money. So what do you see? The Almana gets sustenance, it gets support before the daughter, if there's very few assets. When it comes to degradation, of being poor and begging, right? That's what it's like. 
Almanuso Diflay, he'd rather have his Almona not go around begging. Rather, rather have his daughter begging than his, than his Almona. That's very sad when a man dies and his Almona right after the shiva has to go out and start begging. He'd rather have the daughter begging, even though it's embarrassing for a girl also, more to beg than for a boy. The girls are usually, you know, more inside than outside. So it's more embarrassing for a girl. So if it's a comparison of boys and girls, you tell the boys to go out and beg and, let the, and give the money, give the support to the girls. If it's an Almona, also, it's more embarrassing for her. So when it comes to his Almona, the degradation of his Almona is, is, is more important to him than, his, than the degradation of his girls. But for a career, for making money, for increasing their assets, he'd rather have his daughter do it. And therefore, you can't see from us, Rav Sheshit's paskin based on Almona, just like an Almona who gets sustained by, gets supported because of the Ksuba from the estate, and her paycheck goes to the, to the estate, basically to the boys, so the same way, the daughter also. If she's being supported, the paycheck goes to the, goes to the boys. That's what Rav Shesha said. Master Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef, that's Kashmir our Mishnah. What is this doing over here? Our Mishnah said, at uh, the top of Membez, the last line, the last couple lines in the Mishnah. <clears throat> if a Maishya Demetsiyas HaPishol HaGovsa, Meisa What do we say in the Mishnah? That if she didn't collect <coughs> the Knas, she doesn't yarshin that to the father. She, if the father dies, right, or if she dies, rather, um, if the father dies, meaning that it goes to the brother. You don't yarshin, she doesn't yarshin, or, or, or the, the father doesn't take, we said, um, if she became a bogeris, then, all right, before, before it was adjudicated, she went to trial before she became bogeris, goes to the father. If the father died, it goes to the brothers. Why? Because it was adjudicated. But if it wasn't adjudicated, yet it's still knas, we said no. Then it doesn't work. She keeps it. In other words, a girl's knas goes to who? The nara goes to her father. If she became a bogeris, right, before it was adjudicated, so if she gets to keep it herself. If Shimon says no, it goes what time of collection. Uh, let's say her paycheck or something that she found, we'll talk about that, even though it wasn't collected, meaning if something like that she's entitled to, her paycheck, who does her paycheck go to when she's a Nara? Goes to her father. Okay, let's say, um, let's say the father dies, then it goes to the brothers. Why would it go to the brothers? The Knas doesn't go to the brothers if it wasn't yet adjudicated, if it wasn't yet a verdict given, because Knas, you can't yashin, it's not money. So the money, doesn't go, doesn't, doesn't belong to the father until, according to the Chacham, until it was adjudicated, according to the Shimon, until the money was actually given over to the father. But when it comes to a paycheck that her father's entitled to, right, if her father dies, even if it wasn't collected yet, it goes to the father. It goes to the, right. to the brothers. It goes to the brothers. In other words, it belongs to the father, so if the father died, the brothers inherit it. So Rabbi Yosef is asking Akasha from this, them this Mishnah. <laughs> Why is it? Why are the brothers entitled to it? Because it was earned while the father was alive. She earned this paycheck while the father was alive. It belongs to the father. If the father dies, it goes to his sons. But let's say the paycheck was after. That's what we're talking about here. Her father died. Now she's working and she gets a paycheck after her father died. So it wouldn't go to the brothers. She gets to keep it herself. My love. Are we not speaking about Benazonis? We're saying over here in our Mishnah. <coughs> that she's that uh, that her paycheck goes to her father, right? 
because the father, it was, it was earned while her father was there. If the father died now, then it goes to the sons. But Mashma, that if she earned the money after her father died, then she would keep it herself, even though, my law, aren't we speaking about where she's getting support from the brothers, from the estate? Lo, B'Shem is So speaking about where she's not getting support. When she's not getting support, of course she would keep her own paycheck. If she's not getting support from her father's estate, why would she give it? If she's not getting support from, from the estate, mind remember, what's the Kiddush in there? What's the Kiddush in there? Oh, that if, the fa- if, if she earned it while the father was alive, then it goes to the father's sons. Otherwise, it doesn't. Even according to the sheet who says that a master can tell his Evet, Kanani, I say to me, work for me, I'm not going to feed you. You work for me, I'm not gonna, I don't have to feed you. <coughs> if you say that, honey, a little bit it <coughs> doesn't say there or he will live with you he will be with you not just by a poor person but it says there with you with you he's got to live with you you can't tell your Evid Ivri, listen, you keep working with me for the six years and I'm not going to feed you. You can't do that. He has to be with you. You have to feed him like you feed yourself. So Koshkein, Bita, certainly your daughter. So you couldn't expect the daughter to, after the father dies, she should get a paycheck, right? She should, she should get a paycheck and she should give that paycheck to the brothers even though they're not supporting her. How does that make sense? You can't say to somebody, listen, work for me and as I'm going to keep your paycheck. And I'm not going to feed you. Oh, the is the extra part. Let us, yes, the part that she sustains herself, that she can keep, right? But the Chiddush is, let's say she earns a lot of money. Maybe the extra part she would have to give to the brothers. Maybe that would be part of it. So that's what we're speaking over here. In other words, it could very well be that we're speaking about the Shein and Zona. She's not getting support from them. So she shouldn't have to give her paycheck to... Her brothers, but if she earns a lot of money, I would think that you you would have to do that. Amarava, Gavarava, Kerb Yosef. Kerb Yosef asked this kasha from our Mishnah. Lo Yodadika didn't he know that there's a, that 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 you can give such an answer and say the Mishnah is speaking about where it was low nizonis, right? Alavi Yodadika Dafu Masadchui L'shenet B'Shein Nizonis Ula Dafu as a Chiddush. For Kamosif, Jifti still asked the kasha from our Mishnah. Obviously, he was asking kasha from our Mishnah, disproving Rav Sheisha, showing that she doesn't have to give her paycheck to her brothers. This is the problem he had. Look at those words again on the top of Mbeza Manala. This girl, right, that she, her paycheck and anything that she found, even though it wasn't collected, if the father died, it goes to the brothers. What do you mean by that? What do you mean her? Her metzia, something that she found, goes to the brothers. It says even though it wasn't collected. Her paycheck and her thing that she found, even though it wasn't collected. What do you mean wasn't collected? If you found something, you have it. Who are you collecting it for? From what does that mean? Means to say her paycheck is just like something that she found. Something that she found during her father's life goes to the father, which is also just a takana. Technically, she could keep it herself. Just goes to the father because of Ava, because he doesn't really have to feed her. So in return for feeding her, he uh, she, she gives him her anything that she finds. Goes to the father, but she keeps it. We just say after after a girl's father dies and she finds something in the street, she has not to give that to anybody. She can keep it. Goes to while her paycheck also while the father's alive belongs to the father 
And if she earned it while the father was alive and the father then died, it would go to the brothers, but to the father's sons. After, after the father died, so you see from our Mishnah, there's our Mishnah, but it says, even though it wasn't collected, right, but it belongs to the father, it goes now to the sons. That means that is like Mitsyosa, just like if she finds something, it only goes to the father while the father's alive. After the father died, for sure, she can keep it herself the same thing with her paycheck. So this disproves Rav Sheshis. Rav Sheshis said to our original question, if the father's dead and she's working and she's earning money in her father's house, uh, and she's earning, earning money and she's being supported in her father's house, does she have to give her paycheck? So Rav Sheshis says, yes, just like an Amona has to give her paycheck to the boys, the same way she has to. Here we see otherwise. It's only a paycheck is only during her father's lifetime, but after her father dies, she doesn't have to give her paycheck. Rav Yudamarav says, even though the daughter is being supported from the brothers because of the suba, it's a tanaik suba. That remember, a ten-year-old girl, when her father's alive, he doesn't have to give her any food. You know, but in return, giving her food, she has to give her paycheck and things like that. Different, different, different things. But after the father died, and and she's being supported because of the suba. The suba says that after I die, um, I, you know, after after the man dies. Is, uh, the, the estate will support the girls if there's money there. She keeps it herself. Her paycheck belongs to her. Not like Rav Shesha said. Rav Yunarov says she gets to keep her own paycheck. She's supported because of the Ksuba. The Ksuba says she has to be supported until she gets married or until she becomes a Bogaris. But, um, but otherwise, but her paycheck she can keep. What's the reason for that? It says, you should give them as an inheritance to your children afterwards. Oh, some of Nechem, the Abed Kananim goes to Nechem, but your daughters do not belong to your sons. They don't belong to your sons. In other words, <coughs> the schus that a man has in his daughter, he breaks her nether, he accepts her, he keeps the kes of, kedu, uh, her, her, uh, the kes of Kedushin, he's entitled to the Ksubas, we'll see if she's still at Arusa. Um, uh, those those uh, those those merits those uh, um, I don't know what, what's the word not assets but the the word those chus that he that he has in his daughters those rights that's what I'm looking for those rights that he has in his daughter he doesn't inherit those to his sons when he dies he doesn't have to, he, the estate has an obligation to feed the daughters not from the sons money that they make but from the estate fine so that the rights that you have in your daughters do not go to your sons. A person does not inherit the rights that he has in his daughter to his sons. Maybe the Pasuk speaking about what, you, what don't you inherit over to your, to your sons if, let's say, the daughter was raped or seduced, right, or she was injured. Maybe that's what it says. That, those, that money is entitled, she gets to keep. You don't, get, you don't keep that. If she was injured, that's pain. And pain, even the kid's entitled to. If a kid suffered pain, the father's not entitled to the money. He has to put it away as a, put it away in a, in a CD or in, a, in an account for him, Rashi explains. School, he makes them a, uh, a support. In other words, he puts the money away for them. You, you store it away. No, we're not speaking about that. We're speaking about Let's say she received an injury to her face. Since the father's entitled to sell his daughter until the age of 12, so if her value has been diminished now by injuries to the face, which make her less desirable to have around, so it is his loss. He's suffering the loss, and that's what we're speaking about over here. 
But Enochami, that's the question. Rabba and Rav Hanina say that the merit that you're talking about, that you don't hear it, is not the merit of, um, of her paycheck, but we're talking about uh, injuries and things of that sort. That's what their point was. Still, in other words, this goes to, this sort of defends Rav Sheshis. Yeah, what? Yeah, that would be Pagam, Pagam, right. So the Pagam, the Pagam that she suffers when the father is alive, he's entitled to that because she belongs to him. That's what we said, even the Boshes, because he could, he could marry her off to a uh, disgusting person, to a repulsive person, uh, for money, right? So therefore that money is his, that, that, that value is his, cause that she's uh, up, up until the age of 12. So um, why yeah. bring it as a separate case? We already know that the father is entitled. No, it's not a separate case. We're just saying, how do we know that? Right, right. But he said this. What is that? What is that limit for? Is that to teach you that we know, right? Or is it to teach you this the the, the merit that he has in her paycheck? The uh, the Rav says Basam says she gets to keep her paycheck. Why says Rav Kana? Because it's nachaltam some of nechem echrechem below, but osechem levenechem. So Rabba and also Rav Hanina learned no that that drasha was to teach me that the father's not in, that that the um, that the sons are not entitled to keep the injury the money for that the injuries that the father would be entitled to she's they're not entitled to that they're not, we're not talking though about about her paycheck and th- th- that point this Moscow or Rabba or Rav Hanina was a, is a defense of Rav Sheshes that that um, uh, saying that there is no proof for. The fact that, that that her paycheck doesn't go to the sons is just the opposite. The paycheck would go to the sons, like Rav Sheshis said. Still, Rav Zera says, Amar Rav Zera, Amar Masna, Amar Rav, Amrila, Amar Rav, Rebbe Zera. The difference here is between the Amrila and the first one is Rav Zera, before, when he lived in Bavel, he couldn't get smicha, so he was called Rav Zera. When he went up to Eretz and he got smicha, then he was Rebbe Zera. So the question is, when did he say it? Did he say it in Bavel or did he say it after he moved to Eretz Israel? So Rav Zera Amar Masa Marav Amilo Amar Rebbe Zera Amar Masa Marav and Basam Zos Menachem Maisi Del Atzma. She gets to keep it not like Rav Sheshis. Again, her paycheck, even though she's entitled to eat from the estate because of the Tanaik Suba, but her paycheck she gets to keep herself. The Sivus Nachatam Osam Lecharechem Osam Levnechem only the Avikanani goes to Lechem Velo Barasechem Lechem. Magid Sheina Nemorish Chus Bito Libno. So the rights that a man has in his daughter's money, her paycheck, etc., the money that he does not give to his son, just like. The knas we learned. If a man dies and the knas was not adjudicated yet, and not according to Rav Shimon, but according to Rabbanah, it's not adjudicated yet, that right in the knas that the father has does not go to the sons, but rather she gets to keep it. Amalei Avimei Bar Papi Shakud Amra. You know who said this? You know who said this idea that the, she gets to keep her own paycheck based on the Snachalta Muslim Vechem Echorechem, below Beno Sechem Levechem? Shakud said that. Shakud, who's Shakud? The person who's very diligent and careful in his memories. Shmuel, Shmuel said it. We just said Rav Rav is one who said it. Shmuel also said it. This is what they said in our that the paycheck goes to the sons. Her paycheck, if she is supported from, again, if she's not supported, as soon as her father dies, she moves into an apartment and says, I want to have nothing to do with you. I don't want your money. I don't want the, anything. Of course, she doesn't have to give her paycheck to the boys. But if she's being supported by the estate, from, by the boys, then, she has to give her paycheck to them. Ravashi said, Rav, the is like Rav, like we just said here in Amid Beis, and like the other sheetahs on Amid Aleph, the Hilsikva said that the is like Rav, and we pass Kentaka, the is like Rav, 
that, and we said her Naman Aleph also, I'm a Buda Marav, Basim Zosman, Menachem, I see it there last She gets to keep it. So Rav said that, and Naman Aleph, we added, Rabbi Yehuda said it in the name of Rav, and we had uh, other proofs to that also, Ela Mine is based on the Rosh of Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said it. Rav Yudah Marav said it. And we have here Rav Zeirah Marmas. And Rav also said it. The Gemara Paschal was like Rav. She does not have to give her paycheck to her to her uh, brothers, to her to her father's sons. I use the word brothers. It could be half brothers also. Is all of this considered the right or some of this? No, the ksuba, the, ksuba, the whole ksuba is drawn on it anyway. The ksuba is all drawn on it. Right, right. Right. There is a drush. We had that at the beginning. We mentioned that, uh, you know, based on the more Absulos, uh, based on the Pussy of Canas and stuff like that, there's, this, there's hints in the Torah that they have a good But all the rules about 200 and 300 and 100 and all that, and all the, all the Tanaim. Yeah, that's all. The Tanaim Ksuba, that's all, that's all drop on. And because there's certainly the Torah didn't talk about what, it, what assets he has to give to the daughters or supporting the wives after death and things like that. No, that's all drop on. Hamara says, Bito, a man, a man, Marries off his daughter, but only Arison. Arison's Bito. Now, we're going to talk here in this mission. Rashi learns that we're talking according to the Shita. When do you get the Ksuba? When is the Ksuba written normally? It's written at the marriage, right? Not at the Arison. So Rashi says it's speaking over here according to the one who holds that an Arusa also gets the Ksuba. That the, there's a Tanai. And again, and the Tanai is whether, whether it was written down or not, she's entitled to the Ksuba. Ksuba is Allah that the rabbi said, even if you don't have a Ksuba, you still owe her the money, the basic 200. Okay, so either we're going with the Shita, this Mishnah, that there's a Ksuba even for the time of Arusa, or according to the Ran, others say that we're speaking in our Mishnah where he happened to write it at the Ksuba. Even though we normally only write, we hold normally, when do you write a Ksuba? Only at the Nesuim. With the Arison, there's no, there's no Ksuba yet. Today we do it all at the same time, but in those days, when they had Arison first, months later they did the, the Nesuim, when did they do the Ksuba? At the Nesuim. But right before the Nesuim, they did the Ksuba. When you married her, you got the Nesuim. But the Arison, not. Our mission is going according to the one who holds Yesh Ksuba Larusa, says Rashi. Or other Mephashim say, even if you don't, you're not going like that Shita, but he happened to write the Ksuba at the Arison. Okay, let's say so he, he, he engaged his, got his daughter engaged, engaged her, mar- he didn't marry her off yet, he, they had an engagement, and there was a Ksuba, right? There was a Ksuba either because you hold that there was a Ksuba then or he wrote the Ksuba on his own, and then the guy divorced her. Okay, he has to give her the Ksuba, he has to pay the 200, right? Who gets the money, right? So, or Irsa Venis Armula, or it was, or he, 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 um, he uh, she got engaged again, or, or it's either or, Amarsus Bita Begirsha, or Irsa Venis Arbla, or she got engaged and then she was widowed from that. Ksubasalo, he keeps the Ksuba because all the money, she's still in, we're talking about she's still in Ara. She's still a girl up until the age of 12 and a half. He keeps the Ksuba. Right? That's what the mission says. Ksuba Sashalav. Ksuba Sashalav. We're talking about when she's a girl up until the age of 12 and a half. He keeps the money. Who's he? The father? The father. So, or Irsa Masabla. Even if he engaged her off, it sounds like Amaris Asbito, Begirsha, or Irsa Masabla. It sounds like there were both cases happened. In other words, because it didn't say Amaris Asbito, Begirsha, O Nisarmula. So it sounds like he's divorced. And then she got engaged again. In other words, as long as she's still in his Rishus, she's up until the age of 12 and a half, he didn't marry her off yet. She's not married. Only Arison, he keeps the money. He see her, let's say though, he, she, he married her off. She got married. She got married. He got married, it's not his anymore. Then the Girsha, and then she got divorced. Or he see, when she got married again, then Samuel and she became widowed from that. And then she keeps the money. Why talk about he see of a Girsha, he see of an Asamla, the Gemara will explain why. Rabbi Yudomer, 
Rebbe says no. Harishon Shalav. Even though she got in the first, she got married. First time she got married, she keeps the ksuba. He keeps the first time she got married. The father keeps the ksuba. The first time, Amalei said to him, "Mishiasiya and Levi Yoshispo." He has no rishus. It belongs to when she's married. He has nothing over her. He has no rights in her money. So she keeps the ksuba, even though she's ten years old now and she was divorced or widowed from the first guy and from the second guy for sure. Even Rabbi Yudah's murdered by the second guy, but by the first guy. Rabbi says she, the father still keeps the ksuba from the first one, even though she was married off. Now, why talk about when you say she got married and then divorced and she got married and widowed, right? Why do you say that? We just say she got widowed twice or got divorced twice. Time of the see of a gersha, you see of an asarmala, because she was widowed, divorced and widowed. But when she was widowed twice, Sula Chazlin Subay, he's like telling you a thing. Once, she gets, once she's widowed twice, she shouldn't get married anymore. Because he tells you the case this way, he should show you that the Tana holds like Rebbe, the Amr betrays him, they have the Chazakra. Famous machlok between Rebbe and Mshim Nulio is a Chazakra two times or three times. For example, let's say a child dies at, from a bris. He was a bleeder, a hemophiliac. The child died after a bris. And then the second boy also died. So do you do a meal on the third one or not? Rebbe says you don't do a meal on the third one because two times makes a chazaka. The kid's a hemophiliac and if they had no drugs in those days to take care of it, you don't do a meal anymore. You're going to kill the kid. Shemuel says a chazaka is only three times. The same way with a katlanit, a woman who has, whose husbands die, she's a serial, you know, a black widow, a black widow. So, so what, what, what makes her into a black widow? So Rebbe holds two times. If two husbands die on her, then she shouldn't get married a third time. She's called the Kotlin of Shemuel says three times. Okay. Today they have all kinds of... Re- Today they get around that. Many people like to because they say, well, this one was cancer, this one was a heart attack, this one was a brain uh, thing, whatever. You know, they, they, they say it's not really the same thing, whatever. But, but that was the... Uh, that, that was, that's the Machlok So he tells you this, if she got married the first time in divorce and married the second time in widow. So there's no Chazaka... For, as, a, as a murderer, just tells you that the halacha is like Rebbe, that, that two times makes a halacha. That tells you just incidentally. But our story of here is, when she's engaged, the father gets the money. When the, in the, when the husband divorces her or, 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 or dies, and she gets the, two, and the $200, that goes to the father if she's still in Arusa. But when she's married, goes to her. The father has no, no rights. In, what? No, no matter how old she is. No matter how old she is. When she's 12, right, when she's 12 and a half, the father has nothing on her anyway. But, but we're talking about a girl who's up until the age of 12 and a half. So we have this machlokas. The Tanakama says, no, once she's married, that's it. Rebuta says, no. Even if she's married, the first time that she's married, she still, she, the father still keeps the money if she's not 12 and a half, if she's not 12 and a half yet. Rebuta and Rishon Shalav. Why? My time, Rebuta. Rav Rebuta, right? Because he was Zoha from the time of Erison. In other words, from the Erison, he, he's entitled to the money. As soon as he, meaning the Tanai over here that we're talking about, this Tana holds, as we said, Rashi says, this Tana holds that as soon as they're engaged, she's entitled to the Ksuba. So the father, at that point, the father was entitled to the Ksuba because she wasn't 12 and a half yet. He says, oh, Mishas Erison, Zachaban, he was Zacha from that point on. Masav Rava, I, I understand this, doesn't make just, you can't say automatically. Rabbi Yud himself says, have we shown the Shalab, the, the first, the, the Ksuba from the first husband, Goes to the father. Umoda Rabbiuda, listen to this. Rabbiuda's Moda, the Ma'aris speak. Let's say he engaged his daughter off. He betrothed his daughter to a man, Kshiktana, Ubogran, she became 12 and a half now. Now she became 12 and a half. Biachkachnis is, and then she got married. Shein Lavi Rishuspa, then the father's not entitled to her anymore. He's not entitled to the Ksuba. What do you mean? If you say 
Am I? Why do you say that? Why does Rabbi said? If the father was entitled to the money as soon as she married her off, at the as soon as he betrothed her off at the age of ten, so if he was entitled to it, what's the difference if she was afterwards? He was entitled to the money from the age of ten. Eliyat Marhokiat Ma. This must be the reason Rabbi Yudah as explained by Rabbi Rabbi Yosef Tamritavayu, Holy Rishuso Nichtovin, since it was written in his Rishus. Okay. So what does it mean in Rishus? When did you write the Ksuba? Before they got married, right? Before they got married, he was still in Rishus. Before they got married, when did you write the Ksuba? Right before the Nisuin. Since it was written in his Rishus, he's entitled to it. Oh, but it, it, since it was written as Rishus, and that's what we say now, Rashi says, Hold Rishus and Nechtavim, Ksuba Rishona, Shayyifnei Nisuin, Behilkach Bogra, Kodim Nisuin, if what? Before she got married. She became a Bogaris, Lo Nechtav Rishusa, wasn't written in Rishus. That's what we say when he said, Rabbi Yudas Moda, the Marishas Bitok Shiktana, Ubogra, and after she became a Bogaris, then she got married, so you wrote the Ksuba when, when she was a Bogaris, then she's entitled to it, right? So, so that's what we mean over here, but if. She wasn't a Bulgaris at the time they wrote the, the Ksuba, then that's Rabbiuda. We don't pass like Rabbiuda, but that's what Rabbiuda says that, uh, uh, that since it was written, uh, it was written in his Rishus, not that she's entitled to it from the, automatically from the time of Arison, because otherwise, even if she became a Bulgaris, he would still be entitled to it. But since it was written in his Rishus, and if she was a Bulgaris, it's not in his Rishus anymore. Okay, fine. But now, when you, could, when you say this ksuba was written, uh, if she was written while she was still a, uh, a, an Arusa, or at the time of Arusa, when can it come? You go according to the In other words, you wrote the ksuba right before the Nisuin, right? But when is it collectible from? For example, what do you mean there? So if the husband dies or divorces her, she's entitled to the ksuba. But let's say the money, in between, he sold his property off. He sold his real estate off to somebody. And the question is, who had an earlier lien? Did she, from the time of Arison, he sold, after the Arison, he sold his, uh, his property. But if, she, if, if, the, if she's entitled to the ksuba from the time of Arison, because we're going now, according to Rashi, with the shita, that an arusa gets a ksuba, Michael, whether you wrote it or not, the rabbi said she's entitled to Aksuba from the time of Arison. So was her lien prior, or is it only from the time that it was written before the Nesuin? That's the question Mar asks now. When can you collect Aksuba from? In other words, when, is it, when, is the, when does the uh, mortgage begin? Right? She has, she's, she, the the Aksuba is mortgaged to her. Right? But when was that mortgage, when did it take effect? Did it take effect at the time of Arison, or only at the time that it was written before the Nesuin? Omar Afuna, says like this, Manam Asayim, the statutory amount that the rabbi said, $100 for a uh, one who was previously married, and $200 for a, for a virgin, that's Mena Erison. That, that, that part of it, she's entitled to Erison. So uh, even if, so if he sold the property subsequent to the Erison, if the husband sold his property subsequent to the Erison, she has a prior lien for the first $200. The Tosefis, if any amount that he added on, you know, they said, in addition to that, you get another 80,000 shekels, whatever, Tosefis, that's only been assumed from the time that he wrote it, because that's when he wrote, he wrote the Ksuba. The, the statutory amount, what the rabbi said, the, the rabbi said 200, that's from the time that she got engaged. Any other amount that he added on, that's only from the time that he wrote it. That's what makes sense. Rav Huna says that. Vasio No. She's mochel everything. In other words, everything's from Nesuim. He go for she's mochel because she's going to get more money now with the Ksuba. So she's mochel. is only from the time that Nesuim. So if the husband sold the property before the Ksuba was written, then the uh, guy who bought the property has a prior lien on it, not her. 
says the Gemara now, Mi Amar did Ravuna really say this? That the first 200 from the Arison, and the extra amount is from the time that the Ksubah was actually written. Let's say she has two Ksubahs. She has two Ksubahs written. She has two. An earlier one, from the time, let's say, of Arison, for 200, right? And then there's another later one, which is apparently written at the time of an Asuan. It's dated later, 300, right? Let's say she had two. What do you do? If she comes to collect the 200, go from his monarchian. She can collect that from the first one. If she wants to collect based on the second one, we'll talk in a minute. Why can't she collect both? Because it's either or. If she collects the 200, she can get from the first amount. If she collects the second, the Shloshmeos, she can collect only from the second time, meaning from the time of the marriage, right? Before when the Ksubu was written. What do you mean? Didn't Rafuna just say that the first 200 she collects automatically from the time of the Arison? The additional amount she gets only from the time of the, that the Ksub was written. Vimisa, if you hold like what Rafuna said, Tigvi Masayim is Manrishan, based on the second one of Shlosh Meos, the Ksub that's at 300. Of the 300, she, can, she should collect 200 from the time of the, of the Arison. Umea, the extra amount, the third hundred, the third hundred, Mizman Shani, she can collect that from the second time, from the time that the Ksub was written before, right prior to the Nasuim. So, uh, so the Rafuna doesn't say, how can you say Rafuna says, well, if the Ksuba, how does she collect the Ksuba? The first 200 is automatic from the time of the Arison, and the additional amount is from later on. So why doesn't he say that here? Here Ravuna says, Ravuna says, no. If she collects the 201, then she collect that from the first time. If she wants the whole 300, that's only from the second time. So, so the Chara Rafuna is, is, uh, is incorrect, right? How can you say that Rafuna said the first 200 from the Arison, the extra amount later on? Here you see Rafuna says even the whole amount, the 300, if you're collecting the 300, only from the second time. If she has two Ksubas over here for 200 and 300, why doesn't she collect 500? Why doesn't she collect them both? Uh, collect the whole 500. Okay, the first 200 from the first time, and the second ksuba, she has two ksubas over here from the second time, the, the last 300 from the second time. Why can't she collect the whole 500? Why are there two ksubas over here? If, if, if it really meant to give her the whole 500, he would say, look, you're, you had 200. Now I'm giving you 300 willingly over and above the first 200. You had the first 200, now I'm giving you an additional 300 of my own, you know, I'm being large over here. I'd like to give you an extra amount. Why doesn't she do that, right? Since he didn't do that, even since he didn't write, I'm adding an extra 300. This is what he's effectively telling you. If you want to collect from the time of Arison, Government assignment, you could take the first the first that you were entitled to then. In other words, when they got engaged, she was he gave her a ksub of two hundred. She was entitled to a ksub of two hundred. Now that they got married, he gave a ksub of three hundred. He didn't write, I'm giving you three hundred in addition to the to the two hundred. Since he didn't write that, he's effectively telling you, look, if you want to collect based on the two hundred, you want the earlier time, you can collect two hundred. If you want to collect based on the later time, Right on the later time of the time of Nesuin, then you can get three hundred either or. Right, Hachanami. That's what we're saying over here. When we said over here, why does he say? If Rafuna says the first two hundred she's entitled to at the time of Arison, an additional amount later on. Yeah, that's if it was written that way. But over here, when he says uh, over here, he, she came with two ksubas, one for two hundred, one for three hundred. Hachanami, behind the time of Lagavi, the reason she can't collect. 200 from the Ksuba from the first time and 100 from later on with the 300, with a 300 shekel or $300 Ksuba. Why can't you collect 200 originally from the time of the Arison of the and 100 from later on? He didn't write, when he wrote to her, here's a Ksuba of 300, he didn't say, 
you know what, in addition to the first 200, I'm giving you another 100. He didn't do that, right? So, by not doing that, so she was effectively saying, I'm also the first shibud. In other words, if I'm willing to collect the second one of 300, I'm willing to take it from later on. But normally, if he gave her a silver of 300, stam, he gave her 100 of 300 stam, so she could collect 200 from the first time and 100 from later on. But over here, since he didn't write that, I'm adding another 100 over to 200. In other words, a person can get away with a star of 200, with a ksuba of 200. And that she's entitled to even maybe from the time of the Arison, according to our Mishnah. But, why, but, but if he's giving her more, he should write in it. I'm giving you an additional 100 over the 200 that you're entitled to originally. He didn't... So if he would write it that way, she'd get 200 from before and 100 from now. But since he didn't write that, he just says, I'm giving you 300, I'm giving you 300. So he's trying to tell her effectively, listen, if you want the 300, you got to collect it from later on, not from the earlier time. I but, yeah. Like oh, so why is it 200? So that's the Gemara going to ask that Kasha. Tomorrow we're going to see that Kasha. If you want to collect from one, you collect from the earlier time, one later on. Uh, why don't you say that uh, you can collect from both, right? Maybe you can collect from both. So the Gemara will deal with that, with, with that, that, they, that they're mutually exclusive. That's what we're going to see tomorrow, Mitzvah Hashem. That, that point, the Gemara asked that, why didn't you collect the whole 500? Because had he, had he, had he meant to do that, I mean, the Gemara really answered already. Had he meant to do that, he would have said, besides the 200 that you were entitled to from before, I'm adding another 300. So you effectively say, yeah, I'm, I, they're two separate things. I'm giving you this plus that. Since he didn't do that, he meant to say, listen, the 200 you're entitled to from before, that you're entitled. You want to keep that? You can, you can keep your policy if you like it. But if you want the new one, if you want the new one, then you have to give up on the, on the earlier one. And you can only collect it from later on. The Gemara really answered it, but the Gemara is going to talk about that more tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs>